0: Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong.
1: Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Jeff Kleck and Wayne McVicker, co-founders of Neoforma and Atenia Inc. Welcome to our show, Jeff. Welcome to our show, Wayne. Thank you. So Jeff, could you tell us a little bit more about Atenia Inc, please?
2: Uh, Sure. Um, Atenia is our second venture between Wayne and myself, and it's an information technology company. We build uh, internet-based systems for managing uh, processes in hospital for capital equipment procurement so how do you put all the equipment in a hospital where do you find it you know how does it come in you know these things need to happen years in advance Um, how do you budget for them how do you track that capital equipment so we build all these internet solutions that hospitals and around the world can access via the internet to do their planning and their budgeting for capital equipment how do you guys divide up your roles between both of you well, that's you know, we've been working together for years now, so we've kind of found the natural space for each of us. I tend to focus on the administration and sales side of the equation, so getting to the market, getting our products to the market, where Wayne tends to focus on the development of the products and uh, running the engineering team and the operations. But then you know, we both you know cross over, and so we're able to help each other on so both sides of the equation. He's the
3: outside guy, I'm the inside guy, you know, he's the
2: charmer, I'm the nerd, you know, good balance. I like that. Hey, I'm a little bit of a nerd too, you can't <laughs> well, take that, that whole thing.
1: So how did you folks meet and how did you know that you would make good business partners?
2: Um, well, we met in uh, the early 90s. Um, we were both working for the same company as a medical device company in the Silicon Valley. And uh, we just, you know, both happened to be working on some of the same things. Uh, we got together, we were both completely different personalities, but you know we both like solving problems and so once we spent some time together and both realized we both had the same passion for kind of moving things forward, uh, we just spent more and more time together and eventually you know started our first company together.
0: you guys seem kind of opposite almost it, does that you think that helps your mix or
2: absolutely the
3: the The key to a successful partnership over over time is is to make sure that the the skills are complementary, that uh, we have as little overlap as possible uh, it certainly if we didn't question each other continuously, we wouldn't stretch the boundaries of what we're both capable of okay, so how do you actually keep it together then if you
0: guys are kind of opposite you're in front of the office, he's kind of back of the office. How do you make sure that the office is going in the same direction
2: well one way is the environment of our office is an open office, so everyone sees everyone. In fact, we have a uh, um, all our desks lined up in an open office environment, so we hear what's going on, and the other employees hear what we're doing. Um, it's a good way of keeping communication. So I may be on the phone talking to the CEO of a hospital. You know, Wayne may be on the other side. Uh, developing, you know, working on some development project, may overhear something I've said in terms of, or he's heard that the CEO wants, and so that goes right, you know, unperturbed to the development side of the house, and we talk about it. So that's one way. And then we we just communicate really well, and we we also get employees who communicate very well, and I think that's really important.
1: When you folks both got started together, you were employees, right? You said that's how you met. Mm. How did you both know that you wanted to take a risk and start a business together?
2: Why? that's a big question. It
3: was it was a slow development. We started doing a single project where we were just building some great tools and showing them to the customers, and the customers really loved what, what we were doing, but it didn't really fit with the company we were working for. So slowly but surely, we thought, hey, maybe this has a life outside of here. Mm and uh, that's what ended up happening.
1: Do you think that you've always been entrepreneurial?
3: Certainly I think anybody can be if they're passionate about anything if they find what that passion is and and uh, just have an opportunity that they see and and jump for it It takes a lot of energy but that's really the key key element but looking back certainly I've always tried starting new businesses and gathering friends together to do to do special projects and I think Jeff has too. Yeah.
2: So, you think entrepreneurship can be taught, or you've got to be born with it? You know, I think uh, you can be born with it, and I think uh, I was. I think it can be taught, but someone has to have a desire to accomplish something. I think that's really at the key, you know, is a key element of an entrepreneur. So, they may not be uh, an Im- an entrepreneur, as you were, you know, they don't have every attribute someone who's starting a company uh, would have, but they have the desire to accomplish something, and then the will to see it through. And if those two elements are there, I think that anyone can be an entrepreneur.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio.
0: greatergoodradio.com
1: You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Today's guests are Jeff Kleck and Wayne McVicker, co-founders of Neoforma and Atania Inc. You talked about this open door policy where everybody can see each other and hear each other. How are you able to keep the company in control and yet let them know that what you folks say is the bottom line and not let it get out of hand?
2: You know, the folks that we work with understand that they can come to us anytime and and voice any issue in fact more often than not they don't even with that open environment you know everyone shares the same things going on if you have a common mission that's the right way, I think, to to have a company. You know, certainly there's some things that are dealt with at the board level and the top management of the company, and some things that you know uh, are best suited, you know, just kind of moving through the ranks of the company. And everyone can't be involved in every single process, but it, it's really empowering to your employees if you let them participate and let them hear some degree of what's going on. It it helps move the company forward. It's the right thing. And. So, Ahead, I'd add a little color
3: to that that there's there's two parts of it one is hiring the right people which over time we've learned you know to avoid the big mistakes hiring those that just don't have that that level of, of commitment or uh, openness to, to the environment and uncertainty which is inherent in a startup company uh, and that's that's really a, a key part of, of making sure that environment works and then the other is, to make it clear when we make a decision that it's a clear decision and that that's what we're going to do versus we're soliciting input on this and on also mutually respecting when we get input spontaneously, listening to it sincerely, and that develops the environment.
0: Can you tell us a story about how you, you came to that conclusion that hiring the right people is going to be absolutely key to what you're doing?
2: Yeah, by the hiring influence. the wrong people and seeing <laughs> yeah. how bad it works in the other direction.
3: Early on in the company, it, it's it's so key those first few people because they they establish the foundation of the culture with, that's going to live for decades, ideally. And and the wrong hire can can really set the company in the wrong direction. It needs to absolutely keep keep everything on focus. So hiring the right people. And, and making sure that you know we're, we're both involved in those those key decisions just making sure that the people are are really those creative people that we want on board early on.
1: And do you mind sharing with us more information in regards to your hiring process because if I came in to interview with you I put my best foot forward So what, do you, what steps do you go through to really find out who I am and what my desires are to really help your company succeed
2: Sure. Well, you know, it's, it's hard always to know what your best foot is, though, right? Uh, you might have, you know, some impression of what I want to hear. And uh, we've done enough of this that, you know, we can, we can filter through that pretty quickly. And we ask a lot of questions, and, you know, we make sure the person is comfortable. Um, but at the end of the day, when, you know, if it's the wrong person and you're a good interviewer, they realize it's the wrong place for them to be as well, too. Um, whereas if it's the right person, because you've been telling them about your company at the same time, they've been telling you about themselves, you figure out, because of the energy that comes from them, they get that much more excited if they've heard the right things about your company.
0: What's the most important thing you learned from your first company that you use now in your second company?
2: Oh, whoa. Well for me it's, um, it's when you make a, making the right decisions quickly and then moving on very quickly getting into the world of was that the right decision should we go back and look at that is is just uh, not the right place to be so we're much more efficient I'd say than we were in the first company because we have a little bit of experience behind us we know what kind of things work and why they work and what things don't work because we've made some of those mistakes and then we avoid those
0: How about for you Wayne what's the most important thing you learned from neoforma that you use now in
3: Atania? well certainly patience and, and persistence and, and When one makes a decision Sticking with it for a long time I meaning trusting trusting your gut as, as we talked about with uh, employees that That things don't happen overnight and there's always many crises when you start a company Things come right and left continuously you just you have good days and bad days but having gone through it the first time and seeing this incredible turbulence we saw this time around, when you know something just goes awry, the servers are acting up, or you know some software problem, or the customers uh, you know upset about something, we know now to just you know it'll pass, and, and that that level of patience manages the stress level and also keeps us focused, and so we're not always reacting to external circumstances. It's kind of
0: funny because you guys are kind of like yin and yang, because he said make a quick decision to move, and yours patience persistence.
2: <laughs> yeah, somewhere in between you know? <laughs> the answer. So yeah.
1: and at greatergoodbooks.com.
0: Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you get packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untouched shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com.
1: You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Today's guests are Jeff Kleck and Wayne McVicker, co-founders of Neoforma and Atania Inc. When you folks started your first company, at what point did you folks realize that you needed to bring other people in the picture and get employees to expand and do more?
2: first
3: day we were still working at this this uh, other company when we started neoforma so we had to hire somebody day one to to be in the office and uh, we had maybe six employees before we moved over and yet I think it was much later that we actually started handing over control of the company which was a little different different event where we, we realized we had to slowly take ourselves back a little bit from the from the day to day, you know, managing every single micromanaging every single process. And that didn't happen probably for about a year. Mm.
0: You think you can give us maybe the brief story on how Neoformal got started and then how it ramped up and exited and so on and Sure. Well I guess it's uh, yeah, a lot great of great
2: success. A lot of it's in Wayne's book. Um so here, why don't you prompt that up? Yeah, just a quick uh, overview. Um, the idea was really in the early '90s, and Wayne and I had the kernel of what later became known as business-to-business electronic commerce. Uh, and we were just focused at starting of uh, figuring out how to better equip rooms and hospitals with the equipment they needed. Uh, and that was the beginning of the first, elect, you know, first catalog of medical equipment. And from that, we developed. We realized that when you had this catalog, you could develop commerce around it you could help the supply chain by automating some of these processes to get at these uh, products that are needed what year was that that was in the early 90s when we came up with the idea 92 and just before
0: the internet kind of took off
2: right and it was not till 96 that we started the company because then the internet you know finally gave us a vehicle um, and people started acknowledging it was you know the right vehicle for for doing this Um, so that then we raised money in, uh, in uh, 97, 98, and, um, and on 99, prepared to go public, and, um, and 2000 went public. So, wait, so 97,
0: 98, you got the company started, mm-hmm. and then 98, 99, you said you're ready to go public?
2: Um, we went public in 2000, so right, we, we realized at about uh, late 98 that we were on a public uh, path. Uh, we had venture funding we knew that there was a huge market out there everyone was focused on solutions around business-to-business electronic commerce so that pretty much set our public path Then, of course there's the the process of building up the the momentum the size the scale the team and getting through the public doors takes a while
1: well that brings me to the next question then do you think that the IPO and that experience of neoforma changed you folks as people and how has it changed you?
2: Boy. I,
3: you know, I've, I've thought about that a lot. I don't think at all. I don't think it ever affected so. either of us because it would, never was, it wasn't part of our plan from the beginning, so it wasn't a particularly monumental event other than just the local thrills of being in this very foreign, bizarre kind of environment of Wall Street.
0: When the company hit $3.3 billion, then how long before it started coming back down?
2: Well, that was when we went public we went public in January of two thousand. You may remember in you know April, April just of two thousand the market went down I remember, and you know <laughs> that actually because we didn't get into this to you know build a you know an i p o um that affected us less too because you know we were We always knew we were building a company, and we were going to build a great company, and we were going to build a company that was going to do good for people, which we were doing. So our mission didn't change in the least, even though the market went down. Um, We had gotten public. We had gotten money from the public markets to help grow that business, so we could kind of accomplish the piece we needed there. So it might have been more impactful to others, but um, I don't think it was that impactful to us.
0: So in April, when things went down for the whole market, did you guys panic at all?
3: Well certainly scared. we had a lot of balls in the air as far as negotiating with various companies out there and and that yeah there certainly is a stress that that affected the company because we had all the projects going on and suddenly you know all this con- this uncertainty was spawned in everything we were doing especially some of the bigger deals and, and yeah that
2: that was a source of stress certainly
1: During these times what was the best advice that you got and who was that advice from
2: Boy it's probably advice from Wayne. <laughs> I can't remember what it was though. Is that a <laughs> you also have a short-term memory as an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I think the best advice that I got was to um, was you know the, what one of the things that we we both learned together and that we kind of shared with each other was you know you have to you have to even out things. You have to even out the ups and the hot and the downs, and you have to stay healthy and um, I think that's an important part of it it sounds it sounds like well how important that doesn't sound like a magic piece of the equation but the way your mind works and how effective you are remember you're an entrepreneur you're bringing your brain into this you know, you're figuring out problems you're solving issues every day if your brain isn't functioning well you don't have that advantage that an entrepreneur needs You need to get sleep and you need to exercise and you need to stay healthy and because that's your tool. Um, So I think that was kind of the important thing we shared with each other. We'd see when one was getting too far, working too hard, or the other was getting too stressed, and we'd make sure to point that out to each other. I think that helped.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio.
0: in fine just stay in cool on hawaiian
1: time that's too nice the sunshine in your mouth that's too for bubble tea supplies Happy in your friends. home at a party or like business contact bubble had. tea supply at 9482622 or online at mouth. bubbletea.com that's too nice the sunshine in your mouth
0: greatergoodradio.com
1: you're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii today's guests are Jeff Kleck and Wayne McVicker co-founders of Neoforma and Atania Inc. so Wayne who could you say has been a great mentor in your life or mentors in your life?
3: well we had a great mentor at, at Neoforma it was our first investor uh, he was uh, our attorney that we we ended up going to and he his name's Jack uh... he is just a very energetic great sounding board uh, great confidence builder probably more than anything he would just you know he once he he kind of accepted us into his fold he would just give us this feeling like we could do anything and and give us ideas and, and really help us round out uh... What our formula was, and set up us up
2: with other investors and such, so he was
3: he was critical in the early days.
1: What about for
2: yourself? yeah, you know there's even another investor that we had named Dennis, who I think was uh, just as important um, who just had a brilliant mind was already a successful uh entrepreneur i mean wildly successful, very well known um, and he was just you would not differentiate him from any other person on the street you know very very you know big-hearted individual and he was happy about spending time with two guys who had never built anything who had no reputation Um, and he gave us a lot of time a lot of direction and was incredibly patient when you look back at all the things we didn't know that you know he could have just as easily have gotten frustrated and walked away. He just spent so much patient time with us. Um, I think uh, he was very important and is very important to us still again, you know these folks we 've carried along from our first company, and things worked out so well and they you know that we still have them in our second company.
1: You talked about your mentors that had helped you throughout your success, and they gave you very valuable advice and When Evan and I were building our first company as well, we had mentors that gave us very valuable advice that actually was a premise of helping us start Greater Good, Inc. And you started um, writing Starting Something, the book, to share with other entrepreneurs what are some valuable lessons you've learned along the way. Could you also share about some of the other community involvement you're doing and why you feel it's important to be doing this while you're also involved in building your companies as well?
3: Well, beyond writing the book, uh, which was a very non profit venture for me uh, we went or i've i 've evolved into uh talking at business schools rather often either via phone or in person, and uh, t- just networking to the entire community of, of primarily young business students young entrepreneurs who you know who, who see something in in what i 've written down here that's different from what uh, they've seen elsewhere so i try to spend as much time as i can sharing as much as i can about the experiences we had so that they can uh, both benefit from from wonderful adventures we've had and, and know that they can do it uh, i try to be as as open and honest about the experience so that uh, those that, that might think well you know you have to be some you know super brilliant phd you know like this guy to to be an entrepreneur and you know, really all it takes is is, is passion, creativity and uh, uh, and a a strong drive to do something right for, for the world. And so that's my primary contribution to uh So yeah, you're to the looking
0: more at being a mentor in, in various ways, whether it's through the book or through schools or small groups and things like that.
2: Yes.
1: Could you share with us a little bit more about your community involvement, Jeff?
2: Sure. Um well Along the same lines, um, I'm uh, on a couple of boards at Stanford University. Um, One is for uh, the School of Engineering. Uh, Another is for um, the interdisciplinary biosciences uh, group there at Stanford, which is called BioX. And um, likewise, I help uh, the faculty and help the students direct them from an entrepreneur's perspective, an engineer and someone who's uh, spent a lot of time in the biosciences helping those folks understand, you know, what they can do with what they're developing and, you know, perhaps building new entrepreneurs out of it as well. Um, So I spend a lot of time with them. Uh, Also informally, um, like Wayne, uh, as a successful entrepreneur in the Silicon Valley, you're called upon by other would-be entrepreneurs for advice and direction. And, you know, there's kind of an unwritten rule if, you know, others have helped you, Um, get to the point you are and a lot of folks did I mean we had a lot of successful entrepreneurs give us advice and give us direction then you know how are you going to be true to that legacy so um, we certainly do it and I do it all the time by giving direction to young entrepreneurs
1: you know sometimes entrepreneurs feel like they're so engulfed in their business trying to make that successful that they go, I don't have time to give back to the community What's your perspective on that, and why do you still make the time?
2: You know, I those entrepreneurs, to some degree, are right. There's a lot of demands on them, but the reality is, you know, giving back to that community, some people may call it networking, you know, and if, if you say, well, do you network, every entrepreneur will say, oh, that's important. I need to network. Um, so sometimes... Uh, uh, an entrepreneur is doing you know is giving back to their community just by communicating their experiences with other would be entrepreneurs um and and most of them do that you know very few entrepreneurs work effectively in a vacuum um so i'd say most of them do have some kind of connection back to their community you know what they then do after they're successful are they into are they a philanthropist you know do they um, do they spend time with academic organizations to help them? You know, there are a lot of other things to do on top of it, and I think you know that comes with time and maybe a you know a little more breathing room after they get that first success under their belt. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio.
0: For more information or transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host Evan Leong and Carrie Leong saying, please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.